Welcome to Brood Podcast, the podcast where there is conversation about coffee, and coffee feels the conversation. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. Welcome to another episode, everybody. I'm glad to have you back. Adonis, how's, uh, how's your week been? Uh, it's been all right, you know. Uh, working at the theater was actually pretty nice this weekend. We actually had our busiest weekend of the year so far, thanks to uh, Disney Pixar's Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, so, you know, it was, it was nice to be busy again. You know, we've been pretty much dead for these last few months. And, you know, this gave me a little bit of a, a taste of what I'm what I'm used to working. So it was nice. It was nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I definitely know how good those feels are. It's, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I uh, This morning I woke up and had this... Um, this alert on my phone from that Robin Hood uh, stock app. Oh yeah, okay. And it was like AMC goes up like four percent, or like it went up, or like it goes up like some amount or whatever. And sure. like I saw my thing like almost double just overnight, and I was oh, like, nice. "What?" Yeah. And then it was like Ray and the Last Dragon came out this weekend, and yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." So it was that was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, Ray is doing some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still you know not making uh, you know anywhere near what it would be making in a normal year but you know i think it's obviously disney is a a giant in the film industry and you know i think people are willing to come out and watch it and we haven't really had any family movies um and bryce you used to work at the theater so you know that Mm -hmm. family titles generally pull a much uh, bigger audience and you know uh, you know, parents wanting to get out of the house. Parents wants to get their. They want to get their kids out of the house. They want to. They don't care how much they're going to spend at concessions. They just want to, you know, be out of the house and, you know, have this movie basically babysit their kids for a couple hours. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was it was it was good. But still, you know, I say busy, but I put air quotes around that because obviously nothing like what we used to have, and uh, it would be a pretty sad weekend if this wasn't. Uh, a COVID year, so <laughs> definitely yeah. still slow <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, but busier than what we've been. All right, man, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, uh, you know, I was listening to uh, our episode from last week and trying to see what, because I, I remember saying that I was going to be doing focusing on something in March, and and it was to read this book. Okay. So I didn't do that at all, uh, <laughs> but what I did do is my buddy bought me this game, uh, Firehouse, Firehouse, oh my god, I was thinking of subs because I'm hungry, you know, Firehouse <laughs> subs out in Arizona. Yeah, mm. they're pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, no, Fire Emblem Three Houses, so okay. I kind of just cut out the two yeah, middle hey, words yeah, there. Right. <laughs> uh, and it's this huge kind of strategy and... Um, relationship building game and uh like war strategy and stuff and it's man i have not felt this challenged with like a turn-based or strategy game think of that lord of the rings game that board game we play oh mm. uh, is it called journey to middle earth yes or journeys in middle journeys earth? in okay. middle earth yeah so just think of that just with a team of 10 people that you're kind of micromanaging and oh, okay. you develop their individual skills and they gotcha. have like each have like 10 skills you can develop, but you want to focus on things and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just this huge kind of uh, micromanagement thing, and it's it's consumed me, and nice. it's been amazing because I haven't felt this challenged in a game in quite a while. So, yeah. been doing a lot of that. It's nice. been really fun. 
but without further ado, let's get into some coffee. Uh, I, I'll go ahead and start us off this week. I decided to do another coffee concoction for a couple reasons. One, I enjoyed just mixing some stuff up and trying the flavors together last time. So I wanted to do it again. And also, um, I realized that my drink trade order wasn't set up to come in for this week. So <laughs> that was on me. And next week, I should have something new. Uh, so I did another concoction using the... Uh, the Abra coffee that I've reviewed before. Okay. Uh, and it's the Java blend, which I believe is the one I reviewed. And it's the one with the dark chocolate, vanilla, and licorice uh, flavors. And I mixed it with uh, this uh, Vega is the brand. It's a vegan protein, uh, plant-based protein that's orange ginger. <clears throat> and it makes it with a handful of spinach. Hmm. Uh, some coconut milk and, uh, what else I threw in there? I threw in, oh, some yogurt as well, just to kind of get it mm. creamier, get a little thicker. Uh, and then I, uh, used the mini presso that you gave me okay. to make an espresso shot, um, from the Java, uh, bean this time. Okay. So did, decided to do that, cooled it off this time. <laughs> and I put my smoothie in the freezer for a few minutes before this so that okay. it all came out still, you know, cold and mixed well. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually haven't sipped on it too much yet. So let me do that real quick and see. Because I might have, that orange ginger might just kind of overpower the coffee blend, okay. which is fine because I still will get my caffeine fix. Sure, but yeah, you know. kind of want to find a way to blend it all together. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that orange ginger definitely, it just, it takes over, which, you know, isn't surprising. I don't have a coffee with the notes that are even similar to that, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, but I'll still get my caffeine fix, so that'll be yeah. great. The flavor is great, though, because the coconut and the yogurt together with that orange ginger definitely tones the orange ginger flavor down. Because I did the protein powder with just almond milk and spinach. Um, or something uh, the other day and it was just like pure it was like a sharp orange ginger which wasn't bad it was, it was kind of like sure. it, it even says on the bottle like mix it with this stuff and you're gonna get like a an orange creamsicle pretty much and that's what okay. you get but it's like a sharp orange creamsicle gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um the yogurt kind of helps cut it and next time i think i'm gonna put oats in there okay to to kind of uh thicken it up more and just give it more calories for me yeah, when you're when you're coming up with these coffee smoothies or whenever you make smoothies in general, I guess are you is there a, like a method to your madness or are you just sort of throwing in anything that sounds good or do you have a specific amount of let's say a, a mineral or a vitamin that you want to get out of something and that's why you put it in there or is it just uh you know this sounds like it would work good together? Is it more like freestyling when on the smoothies or are it's you pretty much all of that? Okay. Uh, it it depends on what I'm making the smoothie for. If I'm making it because I need a meal, mm -hmm. uh, then I take that into consideration. And like when I just mentioned, I'd put the oats in there. Sure. The oats would have added a lot of carbs in there okay. to make it like an actual full breakfast. Right now, it has some fats and some proteins. Um, which will give me some energy kind of for the day and like it'll, it'll sit in me and it takes longer to digest those things. Okay. Um, but, um, but the oats would have just helped make it more substantial. Uh, and then 
but if I'm just drinking a smoothie because I just want some more protein and I just want some flavors, mm-hmm. then I'll just get crazy. Then it's okay. like, okay, what flavors protein do I have or what protein substances do I have? Because I don't need to use the protein powder. You can mm. add a variety of things and sure they're not a focused protein because like they'll have fats and carbs in them too, but True. it's whatever as long as you're getting it. And um, so I'll try and blend things without protein powder to see what flavors I can get. So like I found out that my buddy had left his jar of um, like, I think it's crushed almonds. It's some sort of crushed nut or chopped okay. nuts. Um, and so I had those threw those in with some uh, Hershey's cacao powder. And then um, I mixed it with a little bit of almond milk. And then I also have a whole milk. And what else did I throw in? I probably threw in some oats again. And probably a little chia seed. But pretty much it was the oats and the chia seed are for like the fiber. And they also have a little bit of protein. And then that nuts brought out a really nutty flavor that mixed really well with the cacao. Because mm-hmm. it's just chocolate and peanut butter. You know, just think of that basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it really just depends on what I'm going for. Okay. But yeah, so no so like exact recipes, reasons. but you know, you, you know no. what you want, you know exactly. Yeah. Kind of look it, at basically. the ingredients I have and okay. try and think of, okay, am, do I care what the flavor is for this one? Or do I just need to get something in my stomach? Do I just need these vitamins? Do I just need this whatever? Uh, and then based on if it's something I need, I'll make it based off that. Gotcha. And you know, you can make anything taste good. So I just figure that out okay. or <laughs> If uh, I just want flavors, then I don't care about numbers of anything, and I'll just make something because I have a sweet tooth, and I just want to mix things together sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with that. One of the beauties of being an adult is that you can do whatever the hell you want, and no one can tell you otherwise. (laughs) Absolutely. I actually just recently, I don't know why, but like, so usually you get, you know, your chocolate powder or your chocolate syrup mm-hmm. and you put it into a glass of milk you get a spoon mm-hmm. you stir it up so i started doing that uh, or i've been doing that of course i didn't start doing that i've been doing that <laughs> and then i realized i own like this hundred dollar blender that yeah will blend it all together for me and yeah like actually blend it together well because sometimes the powder or the sure. syrup doesn't fully yeah. mix in <laughs> and i'm like what am i doing and i actually have mi- i've actually stirred with my spoon next to my blender and not even thought about it <laughs> <laughs> you got it you might as well use it <laughs> exactly <laughs> What have you nice. got on the table this week for coffee? Um, so I actually had an interesting experience this week. I was talking to one of my friends about, um, you know, well, I have been talking to one of my friends about the podcast and, you know, what we do. And um, he's someone who's dabbled in coffee a little bit, but never really committed. So I, I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago and um, about the Chemex and how it's pretty much my favorite brewing method. And, you know, I think I sold him on it um, a couple of days ago. He came up to me and was like, hey, I finally brought a Chemex and, you know, I, was, I need to get a grinder still, but I have this grinder that my mom uses for spices and stuff. So I was like, okay, yeah, you can use that. I, I mean, I'm assuming he was talking about a blade grinder. So yeah, you mm-hmm. can use that to grind your beans. Just make sure you clean it out first, obviously, because you don't want, you know, your coffee tasting like, you know, pepper or whatever other spices that <laughs> your mom yeah. may grind in that grinder. Um, but uh, he was like, yes, but I just need to get coffee now. And I was like, oh, cool. You should check out Drink Trade. You know, hey, still not sponsoring us. But guys, if you're listening, you know, we're, <laughs> we're putting your name out there for people. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, he was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll check it out. So he checks it out and then tells me that, oh, that's, uh, it seems like a really cool site. However, coffees are a little too expensive. Like, I don't know if I can, you know, afford to spend 15 to 20 bucks on a bag of coffee, you know, every other week. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I was like, uh, in my head, I was like, you know, that, that might be true for a lot of people. So I am going to take it upon myself to, uh, sort of venture out into the world of inexpensive coffee beans and try to figure out ways, uh, for people to have quality cups of coffee, uh, but not necessarily break the bank. So, um, yeah, I'm going to call this, uh, journey, uh, brewing on a budget. So, um, there are several different coffees you guys can get at grocery stores or, or anywhere. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I ventured to my local grocery store this weekend and I picked up a bag of Pete's coffee. Uh, it was one that I found on a bunch of different websites saying that it was like one of the higher quality, um, you know, budget coffee beans to buy. Um, so just a little bit of a, a background on Pete's coffee. It's a San Francisco area coffee. Uh, coffee specialty coffee roaster uh founded in 1966 by alfred pete um it is uh sold in over 14,000 grocery stores in the united states so definitely uh a brand that's pretty popular i would i would assume um and yeah i was at my local grocery store so i picked it up i picked up their uh dark roast uh the major dickinson's blend um and i picked this up and uh, I think the biggest hurdle that any sort of budget coffee drinker, budget coffee buyer is going to have when buying whole bean coffee is the freshness factor. Because I bought these beans a couple days ago and uh, they were roasted about a month ago. So it's tough <laughs> because obviously grocery stores go by the expiration date and, you know, I think... I don't know exactly how long you're allowed to keep coffee on the shelf before it expires. I'm sure that date uh, is long past its actual freshness date. So, um, yeah, I went with the dark rose because I felt like, you know, that's a flavor that I should be able to pull out. You know, dark rose, you can't really go wrong with medium roast. I have my issues with and light roast. I think their flavors can be a little aggressive and, you know, might turn some people off. So I was like, dark roast is a pretty, again, uh, comfortable roast for most people. So I went with that. Um, and yeah, the freshness factor is going to be a factor that you're going to have to figure out how to overcome. Um, because that does play a huge role in the quality of the coffee, right? How how long mm -hmm. ago that it was roasted. Um, so that being said, uh, first notice when I open this bag of beans is that the beans are extremely oily. Um, and that is a problem also if you use an automatic burr grinder, which I found out this weekend. Um, <laughs> because those oils uh, uh, are basically moisture and they can clog your grinder. And then if you don't clean it out thoroughly, then it can start to damage the inside of your grinder and damage your burrs. So if you're going to buy coffee, beans, uh, whole, make sure that if they are oily, you are definitely cleaning out your grinder. If you have an automatic burr grinder, um, make sure you're cleaning it out right after you use it um, because you don't want to damage your expensive grinder uh, with some uh, cheap beans. Um, You've gone through a journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, but I, luckily I was able to clean mine out and I don't think I did any lasting damage to it. Um, but yeah, so it was, uh, 
it was so that's another problem so make sure again that if the beans are oily that you're cleaning it out right away uh and i brewed it using my go-to brewing method my chemex and i have to say that i don't know if it's because i'm just used to getting the fresh bean fresh beans now with drink trade but i did not care for this roast uh it was very very um aggressive in the taste like it was uh very bitter, um, not super, um, you know, flavorful. It just kind of tasted like burnt coffee, if I'm being completely honest. And um, I don't think I messed up the brewing method. I think I did everything that I would normally do um, when, when brewing coffee, and I haven't had uh, results like this in a while. Um, but it was, yeah, not great. Um, and the the hard part is that I don't want to have to... <laughs> regrind the beans i've i might have to whip out my old uh blade grinder to to try to to grind these but um yeah i don't i didn't want to retest it because i didn't want to ruin my grinder um but it's not good uh, i don't know if it's just this specific roast this major dickinson's blend um so i don't want to like no, throw i Pete's definitely have experience bus. with it okay uh, <laughs> so a couple things one uh especially to your friend when they use their blade grinder definitely pulse grind yes. so just press and let go and press and let go just pulse grind it because uh, um, if you hold it then the friction of the blades will heat mm -hmm. up and start roasting your beans as you're grinding them which is yes. not what you want uh, and then it'll because it'll just it'll just burn the the, the grinds mm -hmm. and then uh, also with peats it's peats is basically a staple up here Okay. Uh, in the northwest, um, and it's it's pretty much everywhere. And I've had, I don't remember if I've actually bought whole beans and ground them up. I don't think I have, but I've had their cups of coffee just like from through whatever coffee shops. Sure. And it's been it it's similar to a Starbucks experience for me. Okay. Where like they're like I'm sure they have some you know gems of ground of ground somewhere of whole sorry of whole beans somewhere because mm -hmm. uh, starbucks does too but the cup of coffee itself just it's just black burnt coffee <laughs> it's that's all it is yeah okay. um you know overpriced you know this i think they charge the same too so mm -hmm. definitely that was my experience as well but okay. again like you're saying i haven't tried all the bags um i don't think i've tried any bags to be honest like to get a whole bean um, so my only experience was that just cup of coffee from the store, which, you know, they just brew it to get it out there to sure. everybody. Yeah. And, and it, people you know, add their milks and creams sure. and, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. It might be a good espresso bean. You know, I haven't I haven't tried it in my espresso yeah. machine. It might be good for that, making lattes or things like that. But um, as a just as a coffee, as a drip coffee, not not good. I, I actually I didn't even finish the cup. It was so bad. Um, and that's that's saying something because generally coffee is like pizza. It's like even bad coffee is still, you know, pretty okay. But this is not um, something that I would definitely revisit. Um, yeah. So as far as um, giving this a rating on our brood scale of sippability, I'm going to, I'm going to just give it a one, a one out of five rings. Um, definitely not something that I will be revisiting. Um, but I, I might explore uh, Pete's just because it is such a popular brand and it is something that, you know, is is accessible to most people. Um, I will I will maybe give them a second chance, but not with the uh, major Dickinson's blend. And it's going to be tough, like I said, with 
trying to find fresh coffee in a grocery store. But, you know, looking at this as a as a sort of a test for myself to see if I can find quality coffee at a low price. Um, so I did a little bit of math. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I had a headache a couple days ago when I was doing this. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> so this bag of beans from Pete's, uh, I got it for five bucks. It was on sale, um, but the original price was uh, ten ninety nine. Um, so ten ninety nine, and it's uh, it has two hundred eighty seven grams of coffee in it. Um, so if you are brewing uh, twenty to twenty five grams per cup, you can get eleven to fourteen cups out of a out of a out of this bag. Um, which comes down to 78 cents to a dollar per cup. Not bad. That's a, that's pretty yeah. reasonable. That's a pretty decent price. Um, as opposed to a 15 or $20 bag of coffee, um, which every bag that I've gotten from drink trade has been uh, 360 grams. Um, so a little bit more, you're getting a little bit more coffee in the bags. But, uh, so if you're using that same equation, 20 to 25 grams per cup, uh, a 360 gram bag will get you 18 to 14 cups, which comes out to 83 cent or a dollar and 42 cent um, a cup of coffee, which is again a little bit more pricey um, if you're breaking it down that way. Um, but yeah, so I think obviously this is a much better value, but you're gonna have a little bit of a struggle finding fresh beans and finding high quality beans. But I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna keep trying. I'm going to hopefully be able to find something even cheaper because I would even consider this like a mid-level, you know, as far as prices go. Uh, it's still a little more expensive than I'm sure a lot of people would be willing to pay. You know, 11 bucks for a bag of coffee, better than 15 bucks, better than 20 bucks. But still, you know, maybe if you're not uh, a coffee enthusiast like, you know, Bryce and myself, you might not, you know, be interested in that. So I'll keep I'll keep digging. I'll keep looking. But as far as Pete's uh, Major Dickinson's Major Dickinson's blend goes, uh, it's definitely um, not something that I I think is is worthy of the eleven dollar price. And I think there's better out there. And I will I will try to find it for you guys. So here's a question sure. uh, for the other side of the coin for coffee drinkers, for coffee drinkers who, who do add um, milk or creams mm -hmm. and sugars and things to their coffee, because out of the two of us, I probably do it more than you, and I barely do it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously when we rate these things and we look at these things, we're just we're looking at the base cup of Absolutely. coffee. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to, uh, you know, for this specific journey for brewing on mm -hmm. a budget, um, generally people who are looking at these coffees, I think, and please write in and let us know, uh, cause we're definitely interested and I'll put up some polls too, to see what you guys think. Um, but do you think that, um, that would be good? Like if you just added it, do you think, um, like for that price and for what it is, like mm -hmm. it's, uh, these coffees, one are more meant for, um, those mixings or, sure. uh, and do you think it would just be better with the obvious, I mean, would it improve it with those mixings? Yeah. I mean, cream and sugar help everything, right? I think you yeah. know, if you're someone <laughs> who enjoys, if you enjoy cream and sugar in your coffee, that it, it really doesn't matter what the base coffee tastes like because you're just going to mask it anyway. But, um, yeah, I think that's a good point, Brez. I think that if, yeah, I, I didn't try this with any add-ins or, uh, fix-ins or anything like that. So, mm -hmm. um, I, it might help it. I can't be sure. Um, 
can't make it any worse. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I, I think that when we talk about coffee, we're talking about coffee as, as black coffee, unless, you know, we preface it by saying we're making a coffee smoothie or something. Um, but I think, yeah, we I generally at least taste all my coffee black before I add anything. And um, yeah, and I really don't add anything unless I'm doing like a latte or, or something like that or a cappuccino or something. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to drink black coffee more than mm-hmm. anything. It's like 90% black coffee, 10% everything else. Um, so, um, yeah, maybe to answer your yeah, question. Yeah, I, t- <laughs> I think the only times I mix in is when I have a bag of coffee like that yeah. or when, I'm, when I am buying kind of a budget coffee and I've already, you know, tested a cup sure. and it wasn't great. Then I'm like, okay, this is probably just a good, you know, keep in stock yeah. for, you know just that day i need coffee but i don't have my other stuff and i, I feel guess. like if you're gonna do that though like why not just go actual bottom of the barrel why not buy folders yeah. or you know something like that <laughs> where you know this isn't gonna be a tasty coffee but it'll do the you, job if you're adding syrups yeah. and sugars to it so yeah that's fair why <laughs> you know maybe the real question is why does mid-level coffee exist <laughs> <laughs> that could also be a that's question, a big yeah. question maybe yeah. this is that's the real journey <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh but so coming out of the coffee i did want to ask this is something we've kind of been thinking about a bit especially because I am trying to finish this book that I did not touch last week, but you know, I'm still getting my story through my game, but that aside, um, why do we think it's so hard to find time to read consistently as an adult? Cause like when we're younger, we just, that's all we do. Like we just like, I just played games and read books and did puzzles. Like that was my teenage life. That was my whole life. Yeah. And then now, you know, I'll find, it's like I'll have a period of time, maybe for like a few days where I get to binge something mm-hmm. and I just focus on that book. But I have to like really set aside that time or like accidentally pick up a book. Mm-hmm. And then I just now that that's my life and I cancel everything. Else. Like I have to cancel things to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, it's definitely a general question, right? Because I, I think we'll have some listeners out there that be like, what are they talking about? I have plenty of time to read. I think it's just mm-hmm. I think. The people that I talk to, the people in my life, they always say, I wish I had more time to read. And it's like, well, you I mean, we do have time to read. It's just that we don't <laughs> fill that time with reading with reading. Um, yeah. And it's tough. And I think a big thing uh, for me, at least, is distractions. Um, you know, we always have our phone two feet away from us at all time at max. You know, it's always either in our pocket, in our hand or very close by. Um, and I think that it's just it's easy to just be like, oh, I wonder what's going on on Facebook. Pick up your phone, check it, put it down for five minutes. Oh, maybe someone updated something. And it's just really hard. Like the distractions that your phone creates is is ridiculous. So um it's that's what I think is a major factor. I think the distraction of uh, other things in life as an adult, you know, you don't maybe you, you're working eight hours a day and you come home and you have to cook dinner for yourself or cook, you know, wh- whatever. And then you're like, oh, I don't really want to spend my last two hours reading, um, you know, for whatever reason. Um, so I think that just. You don't have as much free time, obviously, as another factor. And I also blame TV. 
I think <laughs> I blame Netflix such for having great such great storytelling good shows. <laughs> to watch. <laughs> I blame HBO for having such quality content. Um, yeah, I think we are in the golden age of television where there are just so there's something for everyone and there's so much for everyone. Like I I will never be able to get through all the TV shows that I want to watch because there is so much. There are so many quality shows out there and yeah, it's just and it's so accessible, right? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. like I can have my TV shows, my content tailor made to fit my lifestyle and you know, I can pay for exactly what I want to watch and I have it on my phone, I have it on my laptop, I can watch it on my TV. It's just so accessible and so easy to fall into a good TV show and uh yeah, I think that's probably the third reason why. And I I want to read more. I love reading. I used to love reading when I was a kid and I have all these grand ambitions to get back into it, but yeah, I've been reading the same book since January. <laughs> and we're halfway through March right now. So, yeah, that's a good tough. point you brought up about, you know, the um availability of it because or accessibility. Yeah. Because with books, you know, we do have Kindles and and mm-hmm. Nooks and all, all these things now and you know, we can e-read as much as we want, but you still have to buy it. You still yeah, have to fair. purchase each individual book. Yeah. And um you know, there's no subscription service for that. Not that I'm aware of anyway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess library, Li- library still exists. I have been sure. made aware of that <laughs> yes, actually yes, recently that yeah. there's free. a, free subscription. I, you know, actually, you know, something I just remembered cause I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. cause I just haven't been, I haven't thought about the library since I was like a teenager. Yeah. And so, Same. because you know, they didn't have online, checkouts or audiobooks or things like that yeah you know then mm-hmm. and so i guess i just still don't think about that stuff um but actually maybe i just answered my own question i mean it has <laughs> there's plenty there so maybe i'll i'm only aware of online um like audiobook checkouts though i'm not aware of online like ebook checkouts i don't mm. know if that's a thing because i feel like people would just be able to well i guess people could just somehow download the audiobook too and like yeah. install it or something i mean bryce i don't you, know you and i both have that that past where we um spent a lot of our time in bookstores you know and yeah not, not even just past yeah. but present i mean obviously covid's a thing so we can't really do it right now but like where we used to just hang out in barnes noble or or you know a bookstore yeah. and i did I school to go to days. barnes noble yeah like I would, <laughs> right after school mostly i would go me and my me and my friend in high school and i was a senior it's not even like i was like a young kid but we would go and we would just hang out at borders all after school we would go there there was like restaurants around so we would just you know go to a restaurant midway through the afternoon and <laughs> get food and go right back and just read. We would just spend our time reading. Also, cell phones weren't huge when I was in high school. Uh, they were around, yeah, but they weren't around like they are today. Um, so, you know, and TV went, TV wasn't as good. Netflix was still sending out DVDs and stuff like that. So it was like it, it was the distractions weren't there. So all those points are valid. But, yeah, I just used to spend hours, you know, of my free time reading. And it was wonderful it was beautiful and yeah <laughs> now you can even at, at places like barnes and noble i think if you have one of their uh i don't even think you need their e-reader the nook i don't even know if it exists anymore um but if you were there with your nook because i had one um you could read pretty much anything that they had in the store all right on your on your nook for free 
Oh, like as long cool. as you were in the store, so you know you didn't have to go searching for a specific book and you know read it. You could just pull it up on your e-reader. Um, but yeah, I think library. I think there are certain libraries with a similar function that if it's something they have and uh, like a, a, a ebook version of, if you're in the library, you can download it and read it for free. Um, so there are ways around it, and it probably shouldn't be as difficult to find time to read for adults. But I think it is, and I. I think it's a valid question, and I would love to <laughs> to hear what you guys have to say and hear yeah. how you combat that that conundrum. Because I am looking for ways. I love to read, but I just for some yeah, reason we don't even have kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know. this is coming from two people who don't who don't even have like you know all that craziness in the household yeah. yet. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. Well, let's take a break. Yeah, get uh, get ready for. Our- some some tea time coming up. Yeah. And uh, let's go get some refills. All right. We'll BRB. Be right Welcome back, peeps. It's tea time. Thought I'd change it up. I like Let's Get Herbal, but I also think I like It's Tea Time. I think it just sounds just so chipper and fun, and that's the kind of mood I'm feeling today. So yeah, let's a, do a it. Tea time, <laughs> is like, that's a golf term, right? Like, you have a tea time, that's when you... Oh, yeah, I guess golf, so. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe I ought to go back to, to Herbal. <laughs> Let not us know, golf, guys. I'll put a up a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be associated with that sport. I just don't want, you know, people to get confused. You know, this isn't the golf podcast. <laughs> it's not a golfing segment. <laughs> I'm not drinking my tea out on the par, you know. Yeah, you know. That might be nice. Maybe though. I should. Yeah, maybe exactly. that's what I need to do. <laughs> Come back down to Phoenix for their uh their uh, Phoenix Open in, yeah. in May yeah. when it's burning hot and I'll <laughs> melt. And <laughs> the whole reason I left. <laughs> but you'll be drunk, so it won't matter, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's what I that's what I hear. I hear that's it's all about the gallivanting and the drinking. Oh yeah, so much gallivanting. I've heard so many crazy stories. That's a whole different conversation. Yes. Maybe another podcast. <laughs> uh, but for tea, I decided. So this one doesn't have a. I didn't have a theme this week um, because I just wanted to try some flavors out. I kind of have my own little health routine going already, so I just wanted to to make some flavors. Um. It is a tea bag again, but I am putting in an order today. I found a website that has a bunch of loose leaf tea, like tons and tons of different, like a whole variety um, for a good pricing that I'm going to order from. So by the time I have this segment again, guys, I will be able to start concocting things and I'm excited. Uh, But this week I stopped at the store and just bought uh, the brand is Celestial Seasonings. It's just kind of, I feel like every Kroger store, it's like Fry's, Fred Meyer's, and Mm -hmm. even probably Safeways and stuff have that. Uh, And it is a Rooibos, I think it's, yeah, Rooibos type of coffee, R-O-O-I-B-O-S. And it's uh, basically an African red herbal tea is what that is. Uh, It's caffeine free, which is another reason I got it. Because uh, I just wanted a tea that was flavorful that I could just make whenever. That I just, you know, if I'm feeling like some some fun flavors or just wanting something tasty, um, just throw it on. I didn't want to have to worry about being up all night on accident. Sure. Um, so this flavor is Madagascar Vanilla. Okay. And let me tell you, 
the when I brewed it and I steeped it, the steeping process alone just made me feel like I was in heaven. The <laughs> scents that came out of it were just it's like when you light a um like a, a f- kind of like a French vanilla or like maybe more like a sugar cookie candle. I mean, you light one of okay. those and you just it just lights up the room sure. and it just smells wonderful. Pretty much kind of smells like that and it tastes like a lit sugar cookie candle. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't taste like sugar cookies, but it tastes like if a sugar cookie candle had a flavor and it wasn't sugar cookie, but it say, was the candle. You, uh, is that from experience <laughs> that you know what that tastes like? Right? <laughs> you just been like, that smells too yeah, good. I, I need to take I, a I sip of that myself. wax. <laughs> <laughs> I need flavors. All this bland protein I've been eating. <laughs> but every time I go to take a sip, it just has, and I don't know if it has cinnamon in it, but it feels like there's like the slightest hint in there that kind of just is that nice little touch to the vanilla mm. that's just pouring out of it. Um, and it's it's absolutely lovely. Uh, if none of you have tried it, definitely pick up a box of it. It's same price as pretty much any of the other teas. I think it was, it was like 279 or 3 bucks or something for mm. a box, and it has 20 bags. What mm. was interesting is that normally when you buy those um, those store brands and stuff, the tea bags usually have like that little rope at the end of it or that, sure. that little thread at the end of it so you can just pull it out. Mm. Um, and also their individual tea bags just like sitting in the box. Well, this one, it they are individual tea bags, but when I opened the box, I was so confused because uh, I had to look at the box again because I thought I had bought loose leaf. I was like, mm. oh, this is cool. I got loose leaf, but uh, I didn't think I bought it. I looked at the box again. It was individual bags, and I looked at it because it's just a big, giant tea bag. Mm. And then I opened the big, giant tea bag, and there's all the individual tea bags, oh. and none of them have threads on them. Gotcha. And they're all like perforated, like kind of connected to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. So that, that it was just, it was, yeah, yeah it's just super interesting. I just hadn't yeah. come across that before, so that was, it was fun. When you guys buy it and open up that box, don't, <laughs> don't worry, don't freak it's not out. Not loosely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so strong vanilla uh, tastes great. I definitely give it a four out of five. It yes. is uh, for or for taste, I give it five out of five. Wow. Never mind. I'm definitely gonna jump up just straight up to five out of oh, five. Damn. I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna if any of you have ever listened to you know go to the archives, listen to some movie docs. <laughs> I'm gonna Jasmine this and just you know <laughs> and yes. just uh, straight round up, up go straight to five. Yeah. Just round up because uh, it really has been. I've been drinking it. Not nonstop, of course, but every day I've had a cup of it for the past since I got it about three days ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's brightened up my day each time. It makes me happy every time I think, uh, you know, maybe it was just like that first, maybe it's just the first two cups, maybe it was just the first three cups. Now every cup's been a delight. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I, uh, I joined you a little bit this week. I uh, went on and got a new a new uh, box of tea bags. Um, pretty uh another popular brand tazo tazo is a pretty top popular tea mm-hmm. brand i think they have loose leaf teas too um but yeah definitely one of the the, the bigger tea brands out there uh i got their their dream tea and i'm just gonna read their uh their description of it from their website because it's pretty nice uh with our soothing blend of superstar valerian root calming chamomile aromatic lavender almond and sweet hints of vanilla flavor Dreamland awaits. Let's go, you beautiful dreamer, you. 
Isn't that lovely? You know, Isn't that a lovely, is lovely description? <laughs> and every time I hear Valerian Root, yeah. I just get so... It just feels so whimsical because in almost every fantasy book I've ever read, yeah, every, whenever they're trying to go to sleep, whenever they're trying to do something like <laughs> witchcrafty sure. or cast a spell, there's always some sort of Valerian root. So yeah. every time I see that in like a tea, I'm just like, oh, this is a magical tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it brings no. out the little kid in me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a re- it's a really delicious tea. Like I I did not expect it to have such flavorful flavors. Um, it's a obviously it's a caffeine free tea because you know it's an herbal tea is trying to get you to sleep. Um, but it was just very very flavorful and a lot of complex flavors too. Uh, uh, the almond really comes through the strongest, I think, and I love like almond flavored things. Um, it's got such a potent flavor and it's got such a like distinct flavor that it I think it overpowers everything else, but in a good way. Um, and it was just yeah, with uh, with the like the flowery taste of the chamomile and the lavender combined with that almond, it was just a very nice tea. Um, I say flavorful, but it wasn't overpowering. Like it wasn't something that I was like, oh, this is aggressive. This is offensive. It was just like the perfect blend, just the perfect amount. Um, yeah, and it was really, really good. Uh, helped. I, I, I don't want to say it helped me sleep because I, I had it. <laughs> I drank it after uh, about a nine hour shift at work and I was getting home at around like one in the morning. So probably didn't need help sleeping but you know it definitely (laughs) supplements yeah it didn't hinder my sleep at all so i had a cup of it before bed and it was it was nice it was very very nice a very nice way to end my day um yeah it was a very delicious tea highly recommended if you guys haven't tried it um i've never had issues with any kind of tazo tea i feel like even though they're a popular tea brand they still um, have quality ingredients and they, they don't, you know, supplement the quality for being able to mass produce. So I'm sure, you know, I, I'm also not a person who's experimented a lot with like loose leaf teas and craft teas, if that's a thing. Um, so I don't have anything to compare it to, but I will say that I feel like Tazo puts a little more effort and, um, experience into their tea than let's say like a, a Lipton. No disrespect to Lipton, you know, they're, they're the OGs, they're the king, you know, (laughs) but, you know, I think that the mass production definitely comes through in the flavors of their teas, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was really, really I definitely, good. I might, I might pick up some of that, even though I'm about to put in a big order of loose leaf. That yeah. still sounds wonderful. And it's very, um, the box is like a dark royal blue, and that's like one of my favorite colors. So, yeah, no, that helps. Yeah, there'll be a picture, guys. <laughs> he sent it to me, and it is absolutely lovely. Yeah, it's a great picture. Um, you brought up a good point, though, of you saying that, you know, the tea, maybe it didn't, like, help you get to sleep because you, you know, had just done a shift already mm-hmm. and stuff. And that, just the way you phrase that's important, and because... Um, when I, you know, in the past couple or past couple times I've done this segment, uh, I talk about the effectiveness mm-hmm. of of whatever my goal was for that tea. And when I do these segments, I definitely go into it um, with the tea not to be um, something that is like the cure all for that effectiveness or sure. whatever I'm doing, but definitely as uh, just like these. Whenever I talk about anything it for for the tea it's they're supplemental they're just something else to add to your routine to assist in whatever it is that your goal is because that's what supplements in general are i mean that goes into a nutrition topic as well that goes into all sorts of stuff like the vitamins and minerals and all these different things Mm. um they're all exactly what they are they're supplements to assist you um Mm. not to be the cure-all for whatever it is that you're trying to do so 
Yeah, I just wanted to put that there because I know some people look for those cure-alls and, um, and I know like when I, you know, growing up and sometimes I would have people recommend, oh, just chamomile sleep or chamomile tea. It's going to put you straight to sleep. Like mm. that's, that's what it does. And so, and that's just one example of a sure. of examples of just people pushing kind of cure-alls yeah. and they're just, they're just not. Yeah, there's not, you know, you, you find what your routine is, you find what assists you and it's just meant to aid you for sure. For sure. Okay. So I wanted to touch on time today and that was kind of a part of the reason we talked about, you know, trying to find time for reading books and stuff, but I wanted to focus on some specific aspects of it. Um, and I, because time, I feel like time has been a huge – I mean, it's always a, a big conversation. It, it could be a conversation that goes on forever. And honestly, it might today, guys. It's going to be great. <laughs> Lots to cover. <laughs> but um, it's definitely been on my mind a lot recently. And I know that you, Jen, and I have been having some conversations about it as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I wanted to touch on is – one thing that's been important to me recently is centering my days around something. And this is something a buddy, like it's kind of been mentioned before to mm-hmm. me, but uh, my buddy just told me, mentioned that to me as well this last couple weeks. And it was kind of a big thing because I was kind of going through it a thing for a little bit and my whole sleeping schedule was completely gone um, my schedule was just gone. Mm. Um, and I was sleeping at weird hours of the day and night or not sleeping at all. And it was just really weird. And, um, so I wanted to talk about being able to center on something to get yourself back on a track, you know, whatever track it is you're trying to be on. Uh, and so I see centering your days around something. There's two sides of the coin. Okay. Um, there are centering around something that you want to do, like a hobby or mm. a passion, or centering your days around something that you have to do, like mm. work or chores, um, something you just you got to cross off the checklist, checklist, get it done. Uh, so, for you, Adonis, mm-hmm. um, what what kind of strikes you? with this with these sections and just with this topic of time what what comes to mind immediately when you say like what um things to center your day around like i can look at it as like a oh i would love if i could center my day around xyz but if i'm looking at it realistically most of my time is centered around work you know and i think that's Mm -hmm. It kind of bums you out a little bit. Like again, I don't want it to come across that I'm that I'm sounding ungrateful because I definitely feel I feel like I'm lucky. I'm 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 fortunate enough to have a job and I'm for, fortunate enough to be employed at this time, especially at this time. Um, so I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but I just feel like it sucks kind of to have to structure your day around something like an obligation and i don't hate my job it's not i don't i'm not one of those people who feel like you know oh i hate going into work every day or oh i'm dreading going into work i i don't hate my job but i would love to be able to spend that time doing other things um and it kind of sucks that i have to structure my life 
around my job. Um, but that's just the way it is. And that's, you know, that's probably how it's going to be for a very long time until I win the lottery. Um, <laughs> but it's just tough to have to ha- have that be a reality that you have to, to sort of just accept in life. Um, most people, uh, the overwhelming majority of people will work for every day um, throughout their life until they're able to retire or something happens. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where my mind goes is that that's that's the reality of my time situation is that I have to structure things around my job. So my days off are sporadic. I don't really have a set day off. I don't work a nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday job. So um, it's hard to plan around, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to make plans around a job where you don't know when your days off are going to be. Um, my shifts are also sporadic. I'll have shifts that I go in and work, you know, a, a, a 10, to, 10 to 5 shift, a 12 to 8 shift, a, a 4 to midnight shift. And it's all sporadic all throughout the week. So it's kind of tough. But it's, again, my reality. It's a reality that I've lived with for the last 10 years, the last decade. So just it is what it is. I um, mean, I've sort of uh, had to fit things into that time frame and i've i've been able to do that like i've uh run several podcasts this is my main hobby now my main uh thing that i do apart from work um obviously i had my movie podcast the movie docs that i that i did for four and a half years and you know we found time and i was able to express myself creatively in the in that time that i had to do that and it, it was enough to do uh to do that on a weekly basis and, and to like scratch that creative itch and you know have something to look forward to every week so that was nice now doing brood and doing this every week also scratches that itch and i would just love to have more opportunity more opportunity to do it more often um but uh yeah so i to answer your question i guess i structure my life around my my job um, just because that's the way it has to be. Um, and uh, yeah, I would I would love to be able to center it around my hobbies, but just not a reality as of right now. Yeah, and that was that kind of touched on the other part I was going to ask you about the other side of the coin too, because mm-hmm. there was a time where you know you were also furloughed as well mm-hmm. last summer for a three four months longer. Uh, March to June, so March, uh, th- April, three, May, June. Yeah, so three months. Yeah months yeah and um and you did get to center your yourself uh, yeah. and your schedule around the hobbies like you were mentioning you, mm-hmm. you got to focus on getting this going and uh and then we had that writing group mm-hmm. and um you got to you got to do that and um did you feel like that naturally kind of came about or do you feel like you had to force yourself to to center or to like get a new focus and and get into that new routine or did it all just like finally like the creativity i've been wanting to do and spend my time on the things i want to do i have and now my schedule's changed to what i want it to be is that how you felt or was it more forced listen i understand those people who say like i need something to fill my day with like i need a job because i would be bored otherwise I am not one of those people. (laughs) If I did not have to work ever again, I would be totally content in finding things to fill my time. I, that is not a problem for me. Like I am not one of those people who get bored. Uh, my fiance actually is a teacher, so she gets summers off and she's every summer she's looking 
for things to fill her time with and she's you know not necessarily excited to get back to work in the fall but she's like you know not dreading it not like you know like oh great i have to go back to work she's like you know kind of ready getting herself prepared for it and stuff so um me if that was me i would absolutely be on the opposite side of that coin i'd be like oh god here we go like oh summer's over i'd be like one of the students you know like gotta go back to work (laughs) Uh, because yeah i don't i don't feel like it's something difficult like i've never had a problem with filling my time with things that i want to do there's so much in the world that i would love to experience that sort of uh work sort of ruins that (laughs) it like gets in the way of my my living um but yeah you know that's just me i get again i get it when people say like oh i need something to fill my time I need work. I get bored otherwise. But yeah, I am. I am not one of those people. If I have free time, it is not hard for me to find something to fill it with. Definitely something that just comes naturally. Yep. And I am pretty similar. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and touch on the subject now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for myself, um, so I have not had work in the last year year since march 23rd last year Mm. no work and so lots of that time last summer about six months from march 23rd for about six months Mm -hmm. i was staying with some friends um with their kids and that those filled my days yeah and such great days kept me busy i loved hanging out with the kids and loved all of it and then uh, october comes around uh i go to cdl school get my cdl because i'm like i need to get a skill set i don't know what's going to happen with my i'm still employed with my job Mm. but it's furloughed it's still and because there's just no events going on you can't have events still um and so it's like i'm kind of holding out hope at the same time i need a new skill set so i was like okay well i'll go get my cdl and i got it um, but that's, you know, that didn't come out to anything. It's, it's supposed to be an industry that needs drivers, but for something I did when I was 19, they're not going to let me, mm. uh, you know, do anything with vehicles, which sucks. Cause my, you know, misdemeanor, it's not even a big deal. It was an underage drinking misdemeanor mm. when I was 19. Like that's it. Like legit. I was just drinking with some friends and one of my friends was being super obnoxious at the apartment complex and so of course cops were called over sure. and uh so i got a ticket for that and that was that was it that's what i did <laughs> and uh and now you know i can't drive apparently and so uh stay with me folks this is going somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and so i move up to because the whole purpose was to get that move up to washington get a job uh, it was supposed to be just like no problem, mm-hmm. uh, but here I am, no job. Uh, I've been applying everywhere, tons of applications. I just sent in a new wave of applications last Friday, um, or so a few days ago uh, from recording this, and uh, still just trying to do that. So I have tons and tons of free time. Mm. However, I am someone who generally, um, I don't need to be working but obviously mm-hmm. I need to make money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I am, I've gone through all my, I pretty much almost through all of my savings. Mm. Um, and I have some credit card debt that I was going to be able to pay off last year that now has just, I've only been doing minimum payments so I could pay other bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, I'm kind of been at this crossroads of, of this feeling of guilt 
and n not that I haven't been spending my time wisely enough and, and I've been torn. And this is where the two sides of the coin comes in hmm. and where a couple weeks ago when my schedule was completely just gone. It, all of this kind of comes in and why this topic came about. And so I always was kind of raised that you just you had to be productive. You need to get stuff done. You need to be working. You need to be doing this. If you're not achieving something, you know, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And it's not even that it was like stated. Like my parents like sure. now would not put that pressure on us and, and don't. They're mm -hmm. trying to do the opposite. They're trying to like, you know, undo some stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, and it's been very helpful. And I've been learning a lot about just living, um, like as far as not just having to have to do something mm -hmm. uh, work-wise anyway. Um or achieving grand goals. Uh, and so, you know, I've had all this free time, but I have not spent it centering it around things I enjoy doing, like as far as um, like hobbies and things. Like mm -hmm. I like fitness. I have a lot of fitness goals. I love reading, have a lot of reading goals. Mm -hmm. I, um, uh, you know, I've been wanting to learn a language and last summer I even, I picked up and started learning a language for about three months steadily every mm. day. I was practicing a little bit and then, you know, I, ha I still really want to learn it and I haven't picked that up. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, and so it's kind of like I have all this free time and then all, I, I felt so guilty or writing, you know, we were writing mm -hmm. that I was writing that book yeah. and I still I live in it every day and I'll kind of write a note here and there, but I'm not writing diligently or spending, I'm not sitting down and giving it focus Yeah, because like, I'm scared to be like, well, I should be spending this time filling out applications. Mm -hmm. I should be spending this time trying to get work and trying to get work. And so there was this guilt that was kind of keeping me from figuring out what to do with my schedule. So I lost all centering. I couldn't even center around, you know, oh, I have free time. You know, do I center around hobbies or do I center around being productive? Mm. You know, where's the where's the line? Where does it cross? Where's the difference? Where does the time go? Where do I put that time? Yeah. And so I finally kind of broke a little bit a couple weeks ago. And then I was not going to sleep till like five in the morning. I just let myself just go. I just you know, stopped trying to have a sleep schedule, gave in to the five in the morning, staying up to five in the morning, sleeping, napping and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, you know what? I got this game that my buddy got me for my birthday. I know it's going to take up t tens of hours of my time, but mm. I need I need something sure. besides just like watching a show that, yeah, it was a great show, but I also know I'm watching things to distract myself from doing things. Yeah. Um, so I put on the game and I gave into it. I gave like this is I'm like like I. I don't really, when I'm at work or have a job and stuff, I don't generally put in 10, like 10 to 12 hours in a game daily anymore. Like when mm. I was a kid, that's like a when you, something you mostly you do as like a teenager or on weekends sure. on your days off. Um, But I always felt guilty doing that like as an adult. Uh, Well, I gave into that and decided to do it and it's been phenomenal for many <laughs> reasons. One, because obviously it's a video game and I love video games. It's mm -hmm. a ton of fun. And I've been putting about an average of eight hours a day into it. So it's like a job. <laughs> like okay, I actually yeah. wake up, I make sure I eat breakfast, <laughs> and then I start playing the game. I mean, it is micromanaging, and sure. I've always held those types of positions. So to me, it's just kind of like, yeah, it's just fun. It's a challenge for my brain. But also I noticed centering around something, just something in general, mm -hmm. I started working out more. I started like, yeah, I'm putting in all these hours into a video game that is just a video game it's i'm not accomplishing anything i'm not going to make money doing this i'm sure. not going to 
I'm just sitting there playing a game. But at the same time, it's a challenge for my brain and it kind of wakes me up and gets me going. Okay. It's a focus. Uh, it kind of became a focus for my day. And now I have like certain hours I'll play it. And, um, and then I make sure I stop to eat. Like I have to tell them, it's like, it's kind of like I'm treating myself like a kid a little bit, but it's working because I get myself to like eat the meals I need to eat throughout the day for my fitness goals. I've been exercising almost every day okay. now when I ha- I had almost completely stopped for mm. a couple weeks or been before that I dwindled down to like just a couple times a week. Um, and so all of that culminating into how important I just, it f- I feel it is for myself anyway, to center my day around something, whether it is a hobby or it is work. Mm. Um, when I was working, uh, I was working two weeks at a time. I would have two, about two weeks off a week to two weeks off. Um, but I could center, that was like the beautiful balance because I could center myself around my job for those, for those two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what I did. Cause I l- literally lived at my job for those two weeks. And then when I had my two weeks off, I did whatever I wanted. It was a salary. So I was getting the same check every couple of weeks. So I, it was basically like a mini vacation for that time. So it was like that perfect balance. And so that was a lot of rambling, a lot of talking, <laughs> but it was all for the point of, um, of just saying that whether you're centering around something you have to do or mm-hmm. want to do, I think it's important to just to not feel guilty or feel bad or feel negative about what you're centering around. Okay. And just, um, make sure you're centering around something. If it's not something you can choose, if it's a hard choice to do, you know, um, just if you have the privilege and are able to give in to whatever your instinct or your gut or, you know, your passion, whatever is telling you to give into, you know, just give in to that. If you don't have the privilege of doing that and, you know, you have to do something specific, well, then that's what you're centering around. And that's okay. That's the lifestyle you're living. That's something you um, kind of have to go through an acceptance stage kind of at that point. Mm. Um, but it, it, I feel like personally, it is very important to be centered around because I was not, I had lost my center. Um, uh, and which I didn't think was very important. It was something I just learned recently. I didn't think it was that important because I have all these things. I watch TV, I read books, I do all these different things, but I was doing them haphazardly. I was just mm-hmm. kind of like filling time. Yeah. Um, but then once I just kind of gave in to something and centered on it, I was, I felt great. And when I have a job um, and I'm centered around it, my, you know, everything, everything falls into place. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I've learned. I was going to say, it sounds like, I mean, talking about it just from like a structural standpoint as well. Structure, I think, is something that a lot of us, you know, think about and we're like oh you know i don't want to live a repetitive life where i'm doing the same thing like i don't i don't want to have a routine because then that that makes me feel like i'm stationary and you know but I, I do think that you know structure and routines have their place in in life especially if you're trying to achieve something or if you're trying to get through something you know i think that they only help you know like if you want to do something where you wake up every day, you work out in the morning, and then you go to work for eight hours, and then you come home and you make your your meals or whatever, and then you may have an hour for reading and then an hour for TV or whatever you want to do. If you like, I think the routine and the structure of, of, of anything and everything can be a benefit. I just think that it, it gets a little dangerous when people get lost in that structure and they feel like mm-hmm. they can't break out of it. And it's like, no, you can do 
you know, like we said earlier, you, you're an adult. You can do whatever you want to do. Like your time is your time. Don't yeah, feel and whenever like you want to, too. Exactly. Don't feel like you have to do something because of, of anything. Like if you want to, you know, spend a day in bed, you know, if you want to spend one of your days off in bed watching TV or, you know, catching up on movies or whatever that feel free to do that. Just don't let it you know, knock you off your, your goals or your drive or anything like have, have a day, you know, have a couple of days if you want, don't feel like you have to be a slave to your structure. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, you, that, that sort of free spirited attitude is necessarily something that should be around all the time. Because again, if you, if you are someone who just likes to stay in bed and watch TV all day, you know, you're not going to get anything done that way. But it's okay to not get something done every day, right? You know, it's okay to have mm. days off, but the days off should come as a result of days on. Like you have to find that balance. It's all about balance. It's all about yeah. give and take. And it's not. It's a, It's you have to not get lost in in doing one thing or feeling like you have to do something. So, I think exactly. I think people and, just need to find that balance. Yeah, not a more kind of a micro scale of because you're, you're talking about like kind of whole days off and, and balancing like on you know throughout the schedule but sure. for kind of like you know if you have the routine of like you were saying uh wake up you know exercise go to work um and then come home to whatever you're gonna do at mm-hmm. home or maybe you go to you know maybe you're doing a class once a week and sure. that's the day for your class or whatever so whatever your your focus is on you know for your structure that you've created, if you feel like you're getting into, you know, a rut or something, then just give, you know, you can easily just change it. You can change it up whenever you want. Mm. Obviously work is kind of the consistent, like that doesn't get to be controlled too much. Sure. Um, but you do have a little bit of control there. And then also, you know, the exercise for 10 minutes longer or, sure. you know, maybe a couple of minutes, you know, five or 10 minutes shorter. You know, yeah. if you feel like you're you need some more you time in the morning, that's not based on exercise. And then at night, if you're doing that class, uh, you know, maybe add 30 minutes to study time for that class sure. or something. Just yeah. kind of like you can you like your, your structure can be changed by the smallest increments and change things massively. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't have to be doing anything. I named things that are productive, but you could also just be, well, I'm going to watch, you know, a couple more, you know, another two episodes a night instead of just, you know, the one or two I watch already. Like, it's just changing it up a little bit at a time like that, but being kind of conscious of it. I think the conscious part, the conscious choice part is the important part, not just haphazardly letting things happen. Like, because that, that was my trap. That was kind of my thing was like, Oh, I have all this time. I'll do all the things. And instead I did little bits of some things Mm -hmm. and no focus on anything. Exactly. Um, and there was one other thing I was going to mention for that too. But that was kind of that was the real important part. Yeah, because so. it's like if if you're when we talked about this when we were talking about food. I think that was last week, and it was just like if you're doing something, if it's a lifestyle change, it's 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 unreasonable to say you're never going to have an off day. If you are someone who has started a new diet and you want to have you want to eat healthier, it is unreasonable to say I will never have another you know bad food item in my mm-hmm. life. So. You know, it's unreasonable to say I'm never gonna, uh, you know, uh, 
go another night without reading my book. It's unreasonable to say I'm never going to watch another bad movie. You know, it's unreasonable if you you can have these ideas and these goals and these, you know, ambitions, but you have to realize if you are going through life like that, if you are that's just going to make everything so much worse. If you if you're starting a diet and you realize, "Okay, I need to start eating healthier." Like the prospect of never eating another donut ever again in your life is going to drive you crazy. So, so why even put yourself (laughs) through that when you know that it's not going to happen? You know, that's not going to happen. You know, you're going to eat unhealthy again, but it's just about, like you said, it's about, you know, that balance and it's about the control and it's about realizing, you know, you're going to stray off the path. And again, I know this sounds super general and, you know, people, people who are like, you know, maybe have struggles with addiction or alcoholism or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's something you should probably stick to. You know, <laughs> it feels like I'm never going to have another drink yeah. again. Yes, but that's going to be a constant struggle. But I think it's sort of you can't equate, you know, eating you yeah. know, food to that's a different discussion yeah, exactly. versus just kind of sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah. you know, that balance is there for things that are uh, reasonable. Um, but, yeah, I just think it's it's unreasonable for people to have such high expectations for their restraint or or their or keeping themselves in check. If It's, it's unreasonable to say I'm never going to have an unproductive day ever again in my life. Yes, you are. You're going to be unproductive. You might as well just accept that fact. And please have unproductive <laughs> moments. Please. Yes. Like, this is a different tangent, but like, you know, the society we're in is Absolutely. all about making us worker bees. And, yeah. you know, it's great to have a drive and it's great to work hard, but not to work hard just to work hard. Exactly. So exactly. There's, there's a difference between just working hard to work hard and working hard to achieve something. Yeah. Um, whatever that something is, what anything, whatever it is, but there is a difference. Yes. Uh, but we were talking about structure and that kind of. Uh, leads into the next question I have uh, okay. talking about um, the more micromanagey uh, topic of this. And that is how much time in a day or week, you know, do we actually have, like mm. how much do we have? And there's uh, again, uh, the theme today is kind of two sides of a coin. Mm-hmm. And this one is, um, you know, from the perspective of one side of the coin is, you know, mathematically calculating your week for efficiency, mm-hmm. um, looking at your hours, what you spend doing, what, what you're going to spend doing, what. Um, and then the other side of the coin is um, lifestyle habits, kind of what we were just talking about with like, you know, n- the nutrition and sure. stuff like that analogy kind of just keeps spreading. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that's what it's there for. And just talking about, um how much time, you know, based off of the lifestyle you're trying to live mm-hmm. um, and not really mathing it out, but just, you know, looking at your lifestyle and being realistic sure. uh, in, a, in a different way because, you know, you can calculate it too. Um, so but let's talk about the perspective of mathematically calculating your time first. Okay. Um, that one, because I, I know that neither of us, neither of us do that. No, um, yeah. but there was a time when I did do that. Uh, sort of. I I didn't like write down notes on a piece of paper saying this hour is for this and this hour is sure. for this. But yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. It was more than just a structure. It was definitely like I had thought. Okay, this is the. I did think that way. It's like this time is for this. This time is for mm-hmm. this. This time is for this. And then whatever time is in between these things is when I'll sleep and nap. Mm. And that's how I live my life. That's what I did. Whether I was doing two jobs and a weekly four-hour night class or if I was um, 
doing one job like 60 hours a week or you know whatever I was doing um I was just I was always busy and um and that busy you know included you know on during that time off I was just binging shows and mm-hmm. just just binging things because that was I was always doing something so when I was at home I wanted to just not do anything and watch some awesome tv mm-hmm. uh, or movies um so I did do that uh, however, I also burned out a lot and had panic mm. attacks and things. I didn't even realize, I didn't even understand that's what was happening. Um, but I don't want to talk like completely negatively about it, uh, even though for me it has a lot of negative connotations. And I think it overall is kind of a, a negative way to look at things, but also I think it can help you get your structure going and seeing what you want out of your structure. I think it can help you form ideas. Um, Similar to um, how I, for about a week or two, I will count calories. I'll be very strict. I'll count. I'll eat a certain amount of things for my fats, proteins, and carbs. But I only do that for a finite amount of time because for myself and and my lifestyle, it's not realistic to keep that going. Mm-hmm. but it's, it's too strict. I just, my, my tastes and, and my taste buds change all the time. I want different flavors of food all the time. Sure. I want different foods all of the time, but it, those numbers help me figure out, uh, portion sizes. It helps me just be able to eyeball things. It helps mm-hmm. me to be able to see and, and understand what foods do what for me and what foods I need to be incorporating into my lifestyle or taking out of my lifestyle. Mm. So for the mathematical efficiency side of things, I can see how it's important and vital for a short amount of time. What, what, with that perspective, what do you think about that? Because we kind of did have, we had a big discussion about this off, off um, mic yeah. and just kind of want to bring it in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, talking about the structure side of it, I think it's important to have that structure, to have uh, a rough routine on what your days look like and... Um, yeah, and I think that's all fine. I think it's important. I think it's something that's healthy. I think the unhealthy part of it comes in, though, when you feel like you have to. Again, I, this is just reiterating what I said earlier, but what you when you feel like you have to do those things that way at those times, and if you don't, then something terrible is going to happen. And I think if you have that mentality, if you think that, oh, if I deviate from this structure, if I deviate from this routine, then I'm going to be all screwed up for the week and and then you start to feel guilty and then you're like, oh, I'm, I failed, you know, because I didn't work out this morning or I woke up late and I didn't have time to make my my set breakfast that I made. And I think that just adds undue stress to people. And it's just not and in my opinion, that's just not a healthy way to live life, because, again, no, there is there's no grade on this. There is no test. You know, you don't get mm-hmm. you don't get a gold medal for sticking to a routine for a certain amount of time. Well, you know? well, <laughs> yeah, for the average person. But, you know, so with actually, that's a very good point, because I know you're just kind of um, throwing that out there um, arbitrarily. But, you know, as I've mentioned before, like, you know, those athletes who are trying to be Olympic gold medalists or are trying to do that, you know, for those people, so this does have its place, but at the same time, for the average person and for day-to-day lifestyles, this is what we're kind of talking about. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't want to, like, you know, if some of our listeners happen to be trying to achieve something insanely sure. you know, strict and, and yeah. great, 
I mean, but, but even it that, is for that one percent of people. <laughs> yeah, but even if you're looking at it from like an athletic point of view, like people who train hardcore and they do this and that, it's not they're not getting graded on that. They're getting graded on how well they do in those events, right? You're getting graded on what you do in the big moments, not on how you prepare for the big moments. And I think that you know, I think specifically with athletes. That's true. You know, I think, you know, you have to, again, there's that balance. Like if you're just working hard and that, again, causes that undue stress and that un, that 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 sense of failure. And I think that comes through a lot. And when people have, you know, problems with eating disorders or things like that, where they mm-hmm. feel like they need to be perfect. And this is the only way for me to achieve perfection is by sticking to this routine. And then, you know, that may not even achieve the results that you, you wanted to achieve. You know, there is no telling what, <laughs> you know, what can happen in between your training and the actual meet, you know, who knows if your opponent did exactly what you did. Probably not. Maybe they had a much lax, much more lax training schedule and they can be, just as good or better than you just because like i i just want to say that routine and structure doesn't guarantee results and you know that's mm-hmm. just the reality of life like some people are just naturally gifted at things and they can do things with minimal effort um so yeah i think that it's it does help your chances if you stick to a routine or stick to a structure and work out a certain amount of times but i don't think you need to feel like you failed at life if you yeah, yeah if you missed a workout session so i i just think it's unreasonable again to think that you that won't happen because it will that life is going to throw curveballs at you and you're going to have to learn how to adapt to those curveballs um so yeah i just think it's it's all about balance it's all about figuring out how to exist and be comfortable in in life and just figuring things out as they come and being able to adapt to situation is to situations and to be able to readapt to situations when they don't go the way that you think they should go or they don't go the way that you planned for. And yeah, I, I just think trying to map out your day on an hour by hour, minute by minute basis is only gonna, only gonna cause stress because there are going to be days where you aren't able to meet that exact schedule. So I just feel like a loose structure, a loose schedule. Yeah, I'm all for it. But when you try to map out every minute, you're going to be disappointed and you're going to feel guilty because you failed. And there's no reason for that because your failure was set upon such a unachievable, unrealistic goal that you were, you were destined to fail. So I just think save yourself the trouble, save yourself the stress, save yourself the guilt and just don't do it. Like, you know, have a loose structure, <laughs> fill your time, how you want to fill your time. And, you know, don't let yourself fall into that, that category. So our emotions are clearly coming through, guys. We <laughs> do get triggered by this kind of uh, talk specifically. We get very yeah. passionate about it. And um, I wasn't going to bring it up specifically, but this did all come about because of um, uh, it's just meme, but it's also a quote. It's also mm. just kind of a line that's been I've seen for a very long time, sure. just over the years. It just randomly pops up. But it basically just says, hey, you have this amount of hours in the day or this amount of hours in the week. This, um, you spend, you know, spend 40 at work, spend, you know, set seven at the gym. And that's, I think there was one other thing on there that leaves you in the end, it leaves you like 65 hours left in the week. You do have time to do what you want to accomplish. And then, but you know, um, and cause we're still talking about, you know, mathematically, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make your life efficient. And when I see something like that, I think, you know, 
20-year-old me might have been super motivated by that. Uh, and, and I think I was. I think I remember seeing something similar and be like, oh, yeah, no, of course. Like, I can do yeah. whatever. But then I look back on that feeling and I realize that feeling wasn't like this dreamlike, happy, motivating feeling. I realized it was, oh, no, I have the time. I have to do this. Like, mm-hmm. it was like a, I felt guilt. I felt pressure. And, you know, that's part of my upbringing and part of um, just how it made me feel and just the life I was living at the time. And I think that I feel like just from talking with all my friends and, and just seeing how people live right now, I think that's how a lot of people feel mm-hmm. is they see that and they feel, they think they're being motivated, but really they're setting themselves up to get to for burnout. I burned mm-hmm. out all the time because of that thought process. That is legitimately how I would look at my life. I was like, I have these hobbies and these things. I've done my job. I've done, you know, my class. Now I need to focus on like my things and mm-hmm. like in like uh, these are all my things. I need to do more. I have I have this time. I'm wasting it. I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. And I would I would guilt I would binge a show because I wanted to relax. But then I would feel guilty afterwards. Or yeah. I would feel guilty putting playing a game if I wasn't playing it with a friend or you, you know a, you know creating you know strengthening our friendship like i would i legitimately thought that way and it was really just crazy to me and now that i would think it's such like you know quote unquote efficient terms Mm -hmm. and um you know and i burnt out a lot and i think a lot of people's reason for burnouts um is exactly that they feel you know the society we're in right now puts that pressure on and that's how we're supposed to feel it's like be productive or feel guilty exactly and i think i think that's the biggest thing and i guess how i would want to end my input in this is that wasting time quote unquote means different things to different people and Mm -hmm. you just have to you have to find out what that means for you if what you're doing feels like a waste of time then don't do it but i don't think that wasting time is something that has a specific definition it's going to mean different things to different people Yes, that is very well said. And I think um, I want to close out with just saying I think my pros and cons um, in concise sentences <laughs> for <laughs> for talking about, you know, mathing out your weeks and your time yeah. is, again, I think it can be useful as a tool, but mm. not as a lifestyle. Use it as a tool to help you shape what you kind of want your lifestyle to be like exactly um and you know it's a great segue into you know talking about our lifestyles and touch on that for a second you know what is our our lifestyles like uh i guess now for me now versus how i used to think with that back then um but so like what is the kind of I guess you already kind of talked about a little bit, but we'll we'll jump into it for a second again. Um, what's the lifestyle you're creating for yourself now with kind of all of that in mind, just life in mind? Um, yeah, I mean, again, I don't want to put like a specific definition on it because it is constantly yeah. changing and I don't want to like pigeonhole myself into into one type of lifestyle. But mm-hmm. I, I again, my life, my time is centered around work. Um, my free time is spent doing things that I want to do and uh, spent with people I want to spend it with. And I, I think, again, I've gotten to the point in my life and I don't know if we've talked about this on mic, but we've definitely talked about it off mic. Um, I've gotten to the point where I don't do things that I don't want to do anymore. And, you know, I'm 30 years old. 
uh, I'm obviously, I'm still young in some people's eyes, but I feel like I've lived a lot of life and I feel like I've lived a lot of that life doing things that I didn't want to do. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty much past that. Like I, (laughs) I'm my own person. I have my own ambitions, my own dreams, my own likes, my own dislikes. And it might sound selfish, but it's like, I've, I feel like I've, I've earned it. You know, I feel like I've, I've earned the, uh, sort of the right to say, I'm going to fill my time with doing things that I want to do. You know, my free time is limited. I don't, I only have one life. I'm not going to get a second chance at this. So I'm not going to fill it doing things that, you know, I don't want to do. Um, and yeah, that's where, that's where I am with life currently is that I'm, I'm filling my free time with things that I want to do. And generally that, that includes doing things with other people and sharing in other people's interests. Obviously, you know, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's my way or the highway. No, it's not like that. But you know, if I want to spend time with someone doing something that they want to do, that's how I want to spend my time. But if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm past the point of doing things because I feel obligated to do them or, or, you know, being hanging out with people because I feel obligated to hang out with them or, you know, things like that, I'm, I'm in a position in my life where I am just doing things that I want to do or things that I will, uh, you know, enjoy doing with the people that I enjoy doing them with. So, yeah, that's where I am. You know, time is precious. We don't have much. You know, you got to seize every second. And, yeah, it's just uh, that's just where I am, man. You know, I just want to just want to enjoy life. So many people don't seem to understand that, like. What's the point? What What are you doing if you're not enjoying this? You know, like you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a simple sad. statement, but you know we have to learn it. Yeah, that's like, true. That's something we have to learn. And I think it says a lot about both you and I, and a lot of people who feel the same way that you know we feel like we have to earn. Yeah. The right to to live the way that you were just describing. Yeah. And which is bananas. Yeah, that's I think that's absolutely bananas. But it is something like even knowing how bananas it is, it still feels like something I, you know, I have to earn. Sure. I have to prove I deserve to live this kind of life. Exactly. Um, that's those are walls I'm, I'm constantly trying to crack and break down. Um, but I think they're important walls to, to bring down because, you know, they're you know, there's like, I don't know. It's just exactly like you said. Couldn't say any better. That's just crazy that those walls exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, for my lifestyle, I know that, um, again, this is kind of where, um, you know, for myself, nutrition analogies kind of blend over. But um, I have trying to kind of create this sort of 80-20 lifestyle uh, percentage wise. And what that means is in nutrition for me, what that means is like, you know, 80% of the time you're sticking to, um, you know, you're sticking to a routine for your food. You have certain things you're trying to eat and you're trying to maintain a certain health. And that doesn't mean, you know, counting and all that stuff to me. It's just, you know, living that kind of, you know, specific to that healthy lifestyle. And the other 20% is, you know, room for your lifestyle and room to incorporate, um, what you want to eat into those things you are eating or, you know, separately or whatever sure. to incorporate into your life. So I'm kind of sort of trying to bring that mentality into my grander scope of life um, to help me kind of break down those walls that I was just talking about and help me do that. And, um, and I think my 
current slash previous job i don't even know what to think about it right now but (laughs) um but that job it was kind of that perfect blend because i got to just spend very dedicated 80 percent of my time just you know 100 percent of that 80 percent was pure work and then the next eight to 14 days was whatever i wanted it to be Mm -hmm. so that kind of naturally created that lifestyle which is how i learned that that's the lifestyle i i would love yeah because that's just it's perfect for me um and so that's kind of when i started centering myself uh the past couple weeks and and with this game that i've been playing i kind of i've been and learned that i was working out and it was motivating me to do my other stuff more instead of i thought it was going to suck me up even more i thought it was going to do the opposite but it didn't it actually got me to do more of what i'm trying to do Mm. And so the 80-20 that I'm trying to live right now, it's a little inverted because 80% of it is towards pure things that I'm just wanting to do, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. And then the other 20% is dead. So 80% of things I want to do as far as just like leisure activities sure. and just chilling. The other 20% is productive. So there are things I want to do that are, are to achieve certain goals. So that's kind of, that's my lifestyle right now. And because I, do, I don't have a job, Mm-hmm. And once I get a job, that'll naturally, the numbers will automatically change just because. Sure. Um, so that's just kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, and just trying to, when I do get a job, I'll make sure uh, I try and balance that out in the proper way. And I'm trying to actually sort of blend my percentages right now so that when I do do that flip, it's not a complete flip. It's more yeah. of a transition <laughs> because that's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Like as much as I. Um, you know, want to work and stuff. Well, want to work because of the the job I was in. I loved so much. Yeah. Just want to work is a very strong term. Just like <laughs> you, I can fill my time with anything. Yeah, I exactly. am. There's always something to learn. Yeah, yeah. There's always something to do. Especially for us in this time, you know. And obviously, we're in a country where we have that that leisure. But it's yeah, it's got to take advantage of those opportunities. I think it's a perfect stopping point, though. We talked your ears off, uh, <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and take a break for our tongues and yes. <laughs> and uh, go do a refill. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. It is that time for Brewer's Choice. Adonis, what have you got? All right, guys. Uh, so I am a big board game person, as some of you may know. Um, I think we've talked about it on the show a little bit in the past, but uh, I love playing board games. We love doing game nights here at my house. Um, and uh, one board game that we get into quite a bit is a game called Villainous. It's a Disney um, card-based like strategy game, um, and it's really fun. Uh, really really cool if you guys haven't heard of it um it's uh yeah so you, every every player has their own specific map that they're playing off of and you're trying to accomplish an objective and once you achieve your objective you win the game however throughout the game other players can uh fate you it's a it's a little uh wrench that they can throw in your plans and um so yeah you're playing as the marvel uh marvel as the disney villains in the game and so when other 
players fate you, that's when you're, the heroes from those movies come out. And uh, so if you're playing like Captain Hook, if you're playing as Captain Hook, obviously your heroes are going to be Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, the Lost Boys, things like that. So uh, it's a really fun game. Tons of characters, uh, very high quality pieces and things like that. I always appreciate that. Um, and uh, they just came out with their fifth actual expansion, but fourth true expansion. Um, for the game a couple days ago, maybe about a week ago. Um, and yeah, we've been sort of jumping back into it. We, we get really into it when the, the new expansions release. So there are now 18 playable characters for Disney Villainous, Jeez. which is really cool. What's in this expansion? Um, in this expansion, there is Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Um, there is uh, Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. And there is the Horned King from uh, the Black Cauldron. Wow, we're uh, getting obscure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always throw in one like random villain yeah. in the in the expansions, I guess, for the super hardcore I mean, Disney good. fans. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> that's pretty intense. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's a fun game. Yeah, for um, sure. I definitely want to play it more. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's my uh, brewer's choice for this week. So my choice. Is pretty basic, and honestly, I'm super behind on the bandwagon. I'm sure anyone who's listening to this has already watched it. But I just started Shit's Creek last night, mm. finally. Got four episodes in. Honestly, I thought about staying up all night and doing it, but I was like, nope, oh, I just got my sleep schedule going. <laughs> I am. Uh, I just got some good I'm going to stop. Uh, oh, no, I got more than four episodes. I'm pretty sure I'm eight episodes deep. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So double that. Uh, and I am absolutely loving this show. Nice, uh, nice. Honestly, David and Stevie are my absolute. They're all great, but those two are my absolute favorite right now. Um, so yeah. tons of fun. I still need I'm to watch that you've, show. You already binged that, right? I have, no, I've not seen it. Nope. Oh, I, yeah. Okay, it's, that surprised uh, me. Yeah, it didn't even pop up on my radar until a couple of years ago when it started to win all these Emmys and stuff. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is an actual show. Like, I had seen it, I had scrolled past it, but I've never given it like a second thought. Um, that was me, too. But, I just yeah. like, why? Yeah, but then it started to get awards attention, and I hate that I'm, you know, subjective to stuff like that, but I am. Um, and, yeah, I thought, you know, oh, this is actually not just, like, a throwaway show. It's actually, like, you know, a quality show. So, uh, yeah, I might I might dive into it. I know there's not a ton yeah. of seasons out, so I can still catch up and not feel like I have a year's worth yeah. of content to get through. It's Honestly, nice. I think it's BoJack length because it's six seasons at, like, 20 minutes an episode or 25 okay. minutes an episode. So I think it's exactly... With, with like 13 episode seasons gotcha so uh it'll be the same and honestly it's you can binge it so i i mean those eight episodes i f- didn't even realize i had watched eight mm. episodes just because the pacing and the flow and the comedy is just so it's all quality like yeah. you're saying it's absolute quality yeah i've heard nothing um, but I good think things you'll about definitely it. i'm gonna love it i think you're going to love it <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um but yeah so yeah watch Shit's creek for all those who haven't watched it um I don't know. I feel like me and Adonis are probably the only ones that haven't, but you know, <laughs> that's my choice for the week. Um, but that is this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. This was a long one, guys. Yeah. And you stuck through and listened to us talk about some fairly, got fairly heavy there yeah, a, little a little bit, bit. got little a bit, little yeah. passionate. Um, but that's what we're here for. That's exactly what we want. We want to be able to talk about things that uh, bring something to the table for uh, for our listeners to think about, for mm-hmm. people to think about, to mull over, and you know, hopefully help people. Yeah. That's kind of what our whole aim is. Um, but 
please feel free to write in at broodconvos at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Join us on Discord Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and uh, to join us on chats to talk about uh, either what we talked about on the episode you're listening to now or to talk about anything. Um, you'll be seeing posts throughout the week. Uh, we can talk about any subjects. If you just want to hop on just to vent or talk about something, you have a subject that's been on your mind, mm. let's talk about it. I just want to get to know everyone and, and chat it up. Uh, Adonis, where else can they find us? Uh, yeah, they can find us all across social media. Um, so we're on Instagram and Facebook at Brood Podcast and at uh, on Twitter at Brood Convos. Uh, some exciting news also, guys. We should be live on iHeartRadio now. So if you use that as your podcast platform, you should be able to find us on there. Subscribe to us and uh, yeah, get the show with your other podcasts. Beautiful. I love it. Well, that is another week from brood podcast thank you for joining everyone i'm bryce i'm adonis bye bye guys as you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself you will always be in control of your destiny brood podcast is recorded in chandler arizona our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Ship. <laughs>